Hello, I'm Anna Elliott and this is Blendle Handpicked. If you give me five minutes of your time, I'll give you three stories that stood out above all the rest this week. My first pick today is a timely piece from The Economist. With the one millionth official coronavirus death likely by the end of September, the magazine takes stock of where we stand right now and how the disease is likely to progress through the winter. If you're fed up of vague talk of a second wave and you're looking for the best statistical analysis of what's really going on and how it will affect you, look no further. There are so many unknowns surrounding the coronavirus. How many people have really been infected? How many have died? How useful are lockdowns? And this piece uses excellent proxy data and statistical methods to clear some of those questions up. For instance, the official number of cases at the time of writing was 32 million, with a death rate of 3%. But The Economist used a method of statistical analysis to estimate that the real number of cases stands at between 530 and 730 million. That's between 6.4% and 9.3% of the world's population, which makes the death rate far lower. The piece goes on to look at other aspects of the virus in a similar way, applying statistical analysis to shed light on some of the biggest unknowns. It compares the experiences of countries with different lockdown levels to explain how effective they've been at stopping the virus. Spoiler, not effective enough. But its explainer on what to expect next from treatments and vaccines is really excellent. It breaks down how different vaccines administered at different times could affect the course of the pandemic and what that means for the months ahead. There is so much to this piece, it was difficult to cherry-pick specific things to talk about in this recommendation, so I can only suggest you dive in and absorb the rest after listening. It's 12 minutes from last Friday's Economist. Next up is a warning from Vera Bergengruen and Lissandra Villa in Time magazine on how misinformation about voting is eroding Americans' trust in a free and fair election. And this time, the threat is homegrown. In 2016, officials fretted over Russian bots and other foreign operatives stoking divisions among the American electorate. This time, we don't need to look quite so far afield before finding the source of tension. These writers put it clearly. From the White House on down, Americans have taken a page from the Kremlin's playbook by weaponizing misinformation online to advance their political goals. And election officials are having to deal with an avalanche of falsehoods about mail-in ballots, doubts about the integrity of voting systems, and skepticism about the validity of results. This article identifies Donald Trump's own falsehoods as the most influential factor here. The president has persistently and falsely attacked mail-in voting as a source of corruption and voter fraud, despite the fact that election administrators from both parties, as well as non-partisan officials in Trump's own government, insist voting by mail is safe. Of course, when the president says something, that message trickles down to federal and state officials, local campaigns, radio shows and media outlets. And that confusion cuts both ways. The president's supporters are increasingly distrustful of the mail-in ballot system, while the vast majority of his opponents lack confidence in the election system in general. Bergengruen and Villa lay out many of the repercussions of this general distrust, emphasizing how specific falsehoods have targeted black and Latino communities. Election officials are scrambling desperately to counter the misinformation and lack of trust that permeates the country. It remains to be seen if their efforts will pay off. For more information, check out the full 10-minute piece in the most recent issue of Time magazine. 
Last up this week is a delightful interview with the actor Anthony Hopkins, conducted by Tim Auld in FT Weekend, and he has some words of wisdom for us. In today's frenetic media landscape, it's nice to slow down once in a while, and I loved this interview because it gave me a sense of deep calm. In his younger days, Hopkins was plagued with anger and alcohol. At the age of 82, he is now far more mellow, but that flash of what Auld calls mercurial danger remains, which makes him still to this day one of the greatest actors of his generation. He reveals much about the darker times of his youth, from his unhappy school days to his infamous rage while performing during his 40s. But he's become something of a philosopher in his advanced years, recently calling out to the class of 2020 on Instagram, offering motivation in a pivotal year for their careers. His advice? Act as if it is impossible to fail. Amid all this uncertainty, if you behave as though great things are coming, he believes they will come to you. There is something spiritual to that message, and all digs in to pin down what it is precisely that Hopkins believes in, an energy that lives within us. And Hopkins has pursued that energy in different ways. Not only is he an actor, but he's an accomplished painter and composer. He is charming and inspirational when discussing his painting. At the start, I thought, I can't paint. But another voice said, well, just have a go at it. Nobody's going to put you in jail if it doesn't work. Perhaps that's another lesson more of us should live by. To hear more from the legendary actor and to learn why he's releasing his own line of scented candles, I highly recommend the full seven-minute piece from last Friday's FT Weekend. Thanks for joining me for this week's Top Stories. Check out the show notes for the links to the articles. And if you want to read more, you can go to blendle.com and subscribe to the Daily Digest newsletter, which we send out at 8am Eastern. If you want to get in touch with your thoughts on the show, you can email me at editorial at blendle.com and you can follow us on Twitter at Blendle. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Oh, 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 o